previously on Decoding the Man. I didn't realize I hadn't even processed how difficult that was for me and how lonely that was for me because many of my friends at that stage hadn't even started families yet. So I was on my own going through that. There were days that I thought that I didn't contribute to the family. And because I wasn't 100% into going back to becoming a work mom, I think I portrayed that out and the children might have felt it. I think there's no right or wrong. It's just what it's just what works for your family and it's also just what your intention is behind it. Hi, my name is Rainy May and welcome to Decoding the Man podcast. Here at Decoding the Man, we have real conversations with real men and people in their lives. Whether we're talking about relationships, family life, masculinity, vulnerability, or mental health, we're having deeper conversations in a safe space. So buckle up, get comfortable, get a coffee, and listen in whether you're driving or sitting on the couch today. Get inspired, reflect, and have real conversations in your own life. At Decoding the Man, we're all about having a little bit of fun and getting a little bit deeper. The views expressed by the individuals in this podcast are solely the opinions and experiences of the guests of Decoding the Man. So welcome to Decoding the Man. Today we have a different spin on things and it's really decoding the woman. And so we have lovely women here today. Uh, We have Dee, Michelle, and Joy, and we're going to be hearing a little bit from them about what it's like to be a working mom, uh, what it's like to have relationships in your life with men, and what it's like to wear all the hats that we wear as women, moms, people, and careers, and all of the things that we do. I think a lot of us here are reflecting and really thinking about what it is that we contributed to our family and what we're contributing to our children's lives and how they're growing and being shaped. Mm -hmm. What was your relationship with your partner as you went through these things? Um, And when I say that, I know that everybody's situation has been different. Mm -hmm. Um, how you felt supported, how you voiced your support or need of support of your partner. But when I say that, you're free to say whatever you think is relevant that comes up for you when I say those words. I've always been supported by my partner. Yeah. From day one, we were quite happy to be married. It it was a second marriage for both of us. Right. him obviously bringing the children to the family, me mm-hmm. not. Right. And then we got married, and it was like three months later, a surprise, and there's my <laughs> bundle of... I, I was pregnant, and right. did I expect to be? No, I was of an age where I was probably thinking, no, I'm good to just have this adopted family. They were part-time with us. I was fine. Right. And from day one, when we've had our children, my husband was always there, even though he worked and we, he did the drive from Ajax to Brampton and back again every day. And it was a long drive. He was always there as, as an active parent. Right. Always had support from him. And to this very day, he's still actively parents, even though our children are all grown up. Right. Never turned around and walked away. He loves being a father. Right. That's beautiful. Very fortunate. Can you see how your children's relationship with him and, and his role, can you see it? Like, how do you, what does that look like for you when you look at it from a different lens? That's an interesting question. Uh, yeah, and what I mean by that is, like, 
do you see how him being present has shifted their the relationship and them growing and having someone to ask questions? I'm gonna have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. I'm gonna have to think about that for a while because okay. it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say to that question. Right yeah, because when I think about it for myself, it's like my dad. Like when I had my first major breakup, you know, my dad picked me up in the car and then we drove around the block and I cried and like <laughs> he had, you know, he said whatever he said. And then, you know, I had the next breakup and the next one. <laughs> and now he's like, remember that time, Randy, that you broke up with so-and-so? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So always these they confide in him. They have right. conversations I'm still not privy to. Right. You know, they have yeah. their singular relationship with their father. Right. Been a strong family bond. He's, he doesn't, he's very good at whatever there is in confidence. Doesn't come back up again and come out right. and get twisted and turned. It's right. done. Yeah. He's done on face value. And yeah, I, that's an interesting question. I, Mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. think you answered it though yeah, like did. he's created a safe space for them they do they um, that they can go mm -hmm. to they do have that yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. which is beautiful mm -hmm. yeah i think about my mixed bag of our 18 years of of marriage and three kids and because we've had these roles that have changed the first time it was me going back to work and you know him staying home then the second time me being home with the kids during the maternity leave but by then I had set up my career differently that my kids could be equally important and I could have my practice and teaching and I got better at that with the third kid <laughs> but there was a period of time where I remember we we were fighting because he felt that I was when I was home I was so exhausted and so spent so empty um that i was not giving my best as a mother and he had a hard time articulating it to me because he felt like when i was coming home i was definitely not my higher self that higher self that was in the treatment room and in the classroom and everyone's best friend and he was right i wasn't but i also was like i just i fought so hard all day just to be able to get home and now i don't want to deal with any negativity from you. So we, I remember a period of time where we, we fought about this and I felt hurt and I felt angry that he could criticize anything about me because I felt like you have no idea what my life is like. Right. Because at this time he was a, a period of time off from work. So he was home. Right. And I felt like once again, you've got it easy and I'm, <laughs> I want this role reversal to come back around again. Like, why am I with the briefcase walking out the door? Didn't have a briefcase, but you know what I mean. Shaw's table. <laughs> right? And and I just felt like, man, why is this happening? And then he's going to criticize me. Of course, we've since come over that and talked about that. And he has said to me, like, I had my own struggles at the time. I was right. coming from my own feeling like I wasn't contributing. Right. As right. well. Um but you're nothing but like you, you he has said things like what you said to me d about mm. like our girls are so fortunate mm. to see what you do like what you create and how you go after things and you fight in this world and and you want to be heard and you you speak up for others you, they need to hear that so i get the full full message but it wasn't easy to live through the times when we were fighting over that and i was going to work feeling like guilty already and it was like guilt on top of guilt yeah. So it's been mixed. 
now 2020 you know we've lived through so much already he's like look at us now look at how we're thriving look at how our girls are thriving whatever we did right or wrong it's clearly got us to today and things are good so I guess that's what I'm thankful for like you just don't know how to do it right you can just do right and just hope and pray and work together as much as you can even when you're in breakdown and just keep going. I like what she said. Work together. Um, and just hope it works. Or, you know, you just work together. You don't know if it's going to work or not, <laughs> but what I caught as the key word is work together. Yeah. And that's, that's what I hear. Um, and I'm listening to both of you ladies. And I said this once. I asked someone once who out of the blue, I can't remember how we started talking about couplehood and familyhood. And I said to this person, you're so successful. How do you do it? And this person says to me, what are you talking about? I don't have any, I'm not working. I don't own a house and drive any lavish car. And I don't do this and that. I said, but you are so successful in life. How did you get where you are? And they couldn't understand. And I finally said, I'm talking about that internal success mm. that you can't measure. And I'm hearing, and to me, I capture out of both of them, the togetherness. Mm. And it sounds like that partnership. You don't know if it's going to work, but you're going to keep doing it together. And it's gotten you this far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm capturing that because my story is very, very different. Mm -hmm. And... I think we did what we had, we did what we knew at the time right. and felt at the time was right. But I don't always think we did it together. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we operated sometimes independently. Right. And so he, you know, my partner would have worked on what he thought was helping the children. And then I did what I thought was helping the children. Mm -hmm. And so we conflicted or we had a hard time meeting in the middle right. to agree and try to do this partnership and familyhood together. So we were at oftentimes like two sandpapers, sometimes frictioning. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I struggled with that. You know, maybe at times I struggled more than him and he was able to let it go and move right. past it. Again, due to your own experiences, some of us can rise above it. Some of us can't. So listening to your stories, I'm like, it's amazing and it's nice to hear, but I'm hearing such a common goal of together. Right. You're hearing partnership. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how people raised a child on their own. Mm -hmm. I take my hat off to them. I totally respect them for raising strong, happy, healthy children, because that's two of you doing the job. Mm -hmm. One of you doing the job for two people. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. We're so fortunate, even if it's different roads that we take to raise our children, to have done it with someone else. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's like this idea of partnership, of one person stepping in, and, um, and when you have that partnership or you can strive for it, um, it creates a different dynamic uh, and I guess it allows space to say that, you know, I need you to, I need you to show up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and asking your partner to show up for you. 
And I think sometimes people, um, as a counselor for me, I work with a lot of women who sometimes find it hard to ask their partner to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I guess my question would be if you had, if you could share with a bit of wisdom for the person who feels like they don't know how to ask their partner to show up, what advice would you give to them? So for me, I, I actually did have to ask. <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, because we our marriage has not been easy, yeah. and there have been many times that it's been in breakdown and and over and mm-hmm. started again, um, and we're here strong now. Um, I had to be as transparent and vulnerable as I did not want to be, mm. and right. let him really see I was overworked, I was burnt out, I was having health issues. You know, getting rushed to the hospital from my office because I had too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. And we had gotten used to the role that we were in at that time. Right. Him being at home yes. and I had just kept taking on more and more and more. And, and I was working from a place of scarcity. And I actually sat down and said, I think some mornings I feel like I'd prefer not to wake up if I have to do yeah. this again. And right. the look in his face was like, whoa, whoa, whoa all these things that you're working hard towards, I thought you wanted to be doing them because I did feel satisfaction and joy in the things that I was doing outside of our house. And then on top of that, what we were doing at home, it was just too much for one person. And it took the physical crisis and, you know, being stopped to then say, okay, like this is enough. And I said, I want to work a lot less outside of the home and I want you to start working a lot more. And I know that you want that inside but I've set us our life up that like you can't even not be home because I'm working so much now. Right. Um, help, help. Right. And was really clear about like timelines. I can't go another six months like this. Can't go another. Clear really clear on timeline. And he absolutely stepped into that. I had to step out of my own way. Right. To actually let him step up to what he wanted to be doing anyways. And now the roles are exactly where we both wanted them. So there's a lot of satisfaction in that. You trusted him, but you trusted him to open up, right? Yeah, I had to. Like, you already have that trust and joy is like shaking your head because she's How many times have we asked for help? Mm -hmm. They step in and then all of a sudden you're going, but you're stepping on my toes. (laughs) Right. I feared that. Yeah, yeah. There are times where Mm -hmm. you say, I need Mm -hmm. help and you... If you're on your own, you have to clearly ask for that help. If right. you're yeah. feeling lonely yeah. and you need that support, you have to sit down and say, hey, I do need it. But as a person, as a mother, you have to step back and go, okay, they may not do it the way you want it done. Right. Do it. <laughs> Don't we know? They, they for sure probably won't do it the way <laughs> but, you want it done. you have to let them do it the way the they way know how they know and how or learn and make mistakes and do it again and try yeah. again. We can't stand there and go, no, you're doing it wrong, yeah. but asking for help at the same time. Yes. Absolutely. Big lesson. Yes. Glad you said that. It's so true. Yeah, and I think that's, um, I think for both women and men, that could be something. It's like, well, often men will say, I asked um, how I could support, and then it was, she said, can you do the laundry? And then rushed in and said, no, 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 you're not separating the clothes right. No, no, like, <laughs> you're going to shrink this. And then, you know, and then on the other hand, women are like, but he's not going to do it right. And so there has to be this conversation about somebody has to let go so the other person can have room to step in. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes. Hmm. I have a question on that. Yeah. Um, that's asking for help physically. I think that's easy. Right. With tasks. With tasks. But how do we ask for help emotionally? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you started, You. that's why I said you trusted him. Mm-hmm. And we've all, and we know that in order to get to plateau a little bit, you have to go through the ups and the downs and you have to struggle and you have to probably hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and to, before you can say, wait a minute, let's look at this. But how do you ask for the emotional help? Because it's easy to say, to divide up chores and it's easy to say, talk about who's going to work and not work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what about the emotional side of it? How do you ask for that help if they're not pu- pulling their emotional weight? Mm-hmm. So I think part of that is like nurturing, right? Because when we're wearing all of these hats, you're nurturing in your household, right? You're giving, you're caring for people, you're outputting all the time. Then you go to work and you're outputting all the time and nurturing another family, your work family, and then mm-hmm. you nurture your home family, you nurture your work family. Okay. And so there's this constant um, output that's happening. And it's part of, part of it is, can I stop to recognize that I too need nurturing? And can I ask my partner to step in to nurture me? The same way that I nurture other people, I show up for other people. And I think part of that is the emotional piece of that because, um, and it's saying, can we have the conversation? I'm having a hard, rough day today. Can you listen? Can you hold me? Um, can I let you hold me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having those kinds of conversations and asking in a clear way of like, sometimes we might just need to be held. Can I express that? Can I be comfortable saying that, saying that. and letting my partner do that for me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes me think about the languages of love. Yeah, the five love languages. We actually had an episode. <laughs> that was awesome. It was, by the way. We had yes. an episode on the five love languages. Um, and everybody's love language is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a common one is time, uh, time together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can, we can have a brief review of the love languages on another episode. <laughs> uh, but I think we're going to start to wrap this one up. Um, before I get us to answer our last question, cause we like to end with like words of wisdom, but I just want to say thank you so much for all mm-hmm. of you for showing up real and honest, uh, and sharing your stories and experiences. It's like been so wonderful. It's the first time on an episode that I cried. You guys can't see that. <laughs> I was like, I have these tissues here for everybody else, but they're really for me. <laughs> Um, I appreciate it so much. It's been so lovely. Um, And when we end, um, because it's called Decoding Men, uh, what's one piece of advice that you would like to offer to men? One piece of advice. How do we summarize everything we want to tell them? (laughs) I know, right? How about we each take a different piece and then that covers it all? Even the way that you're deciding this is so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're trying to narrow it down to Mm -hmm. one important, one important thought. Mm -hmm. What came up for me when you asked, at first I was thinking about a word and then I just thought there's too many words, but what comes to me when I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. the men in my life, because I guess that's, you know, where my vision is, 
is honestly, you are enough. Mm. I feel like when I've experienced him not showing up for me, it was really coming from a place of him thinking he couldn't or didn't know how to. Mm, right. And it was either something outside in the world that showed him that actually you do have something. You can create space for her to be vulnerable. You can, Or it was me needing to say it. But either way, there was a doubt mm-hmm. of being able to actually hold the space or fill the gap or be the, you know, whatever it was that was missing for me. So I think I would say you are enough. Like it's it's in you. You can nurture. Yeah. It's not it's not reserved for us. Mm-hmm. You can nurture and you often do because we see you nurturing your children and nurturing other relationships and nurturing us at times. So that's that's kind of what I would put out there. Thanks. That kind of helped me. Hmm. Um, to find what I what I I think I'd like to say, words use your words hmm. from the from the youngest son that I have mm-hmm. to all the other males go right up to partners and past and present right now in the future from children to all ages of men you uh, use your words right. because if you don't communicate how how do you not know that we're not thinking that? Right. How do you not know we're not feeling that and we're right. just as confused or just as insecure as you? Just pause. Use your words. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny because for me, it's those quiet times, maybe just in the car, and all of a sudden, he's the one that ext- extends his hand and he touches mm-hmm. mine or he touches right. my knee. Right. And yeah. that's that yeah. little... Three-second touch that says, I'm thinking about you, and I love you. And I know that's what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Right. He doesn't have to say the words. Right. Right. I think we actually just covered our love languages there. (laughs) We got touch. (laughs) Words of affirmation. Yeah. Acts of service. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Look at that. Oh, it's been so lovely. This is like. Ah, yes. It's magical. Anyways, right. <laughs> totally. Sorry, back to my job of moderating. <laughs> I got lost for a minute. Um, but thank you so much for coming and sharing today. And I so much know that whoever is listening is going to benefit so much from hearing your stories uh, and your words of wisdom. So thank you for being with us at Decoding the Man and today, Decoding the Woman. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to Decoding the Man. If you have any questions, suggestions, or a topic that stood out to you or you're seeking support, please email us at decodingtheman at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at decodingtheman. We'd like to thank Carissa McLeod, our social media and audio producer, Brian Sudema, our executive producer, and our theme song, Darling, is brought to you by David Porges.